Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. I have been to perfect the manners. So what's the relationship with that? And then we'll talk about examples uh, from the morals in Islam. But the most focus will be, the most focus will be on the beginning, inshallah. So what are morals? So morals are defined as some habit, something that a human does, and he has a tendency to do it, and he does it over time, he does it all the time, and it becomes a habit, something that he, he does it all the time. So that's why you see when you see someone, he's a truthful, because he's not been just a truth, said the truth once, he's been truthful all the time, over the time, and that's how we say this is, becomes a manner. This becomes a khuluq, the word khuluq in Arabic. So this is, becomes a manner that sticks with him. Wherever he goes, he is, this manner is with him. So that's a tendency that he does it all the time, regardless of what the situation is, difficult or not difficult. He's under test or not under test. That's his manner. And that's why the Prophet wasallam, he was called As-Sadiq Al-Ameen. He was the truthful and the trustful, the trust. And that manifested itself all the time. When the Prophet was under difficulty, in the difficult situations, and in ease. So it's um, a character that did not leave the Prophet all his life. Why do we need it? Why do we need manners? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the humanity, we're, we're here, we will be living together, and we will have relationships among other, among each other. These relationships among, among each other which is dictates how we're going to act with each other. When you come and talk to me, or when I trust you on something, or I ask you to do something, and you react to me in a way that hurts me. So we'll talk about this stuff later, which is now hurt. It's something that's a feeling. So is the hurt coming as a manner? So we need manners among us, so we can treat, treat each other in a way that we are like humans, the way that some entity, someone. So if I believe in a creator, then it will be the way that creator want me to go and act and deal with other humans, with other humans, with each other. If I don't believe in a creator, I must believe in something. So that's something. What, what does he, she, at whatever wants, from me when I'm dealing with other people. Does he want me to be hurting people all the time? Does he want me to be pleasing people all the time? Or he wants me to be neutral? That's why we will need morals because we are humans that take us to the next step, next point here, which is morals. What should be the source of morals? Should it be the fitrah? And what I mean by fitrah, which is it's the innate nature. And if someone doesn't know, they understand what the meaning of the fitra, raise your hand, this will get into, inshallah, into the details of it. The innate nature. Things that the creator, because we are, as humans, we're created. So there are certain things that implanted in us, that the creator put in us. And this is called al-fitra. This is called fitra, innate nature. For example, the humans don't like killing. See, there is, there is, if you look at this statement, human does not like killing. There is like, the word like here, which has to do with emotions. You see someone dying, you dislike that. This is a human. This is in human nature. This is the creator. He implanted that in us. All the humans. But that's if they stay on the fitra that they have. If they deviate from this innate nature, then who cares about the killing that's going on left and right? 
That's why you will see gangs, for example, gangs, they will be killing. It's just one bullet, five cents, 10 cents, and that's it. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about the loss of life because the innate nature, the fitrah with him has changed because something in him or her has changed. Something in him and her has changed. What that thing is? That thing is the reference in his life. Did he understand in his life what's his role in life? Did he acknowledge that he is a creation of a creator? Did he acknowledge and researched and found what's his goal and role in life? Did he reach to the correct conclusion and answer to these questions? If he reached the correct conclusion and answer to this question, his fitra will stay good. So he will hate killing. He will hate that, except if the idea that he believed in, except if the idea that he believed in, the way of life that he accepted, the role that he accepted and believed in, tells him in certain situations, killing is okay. I'll give you the examples. In Islam, in Islam, something called qasas. Qasas is, which is, if someone kills someone, intentionally, then the murderer, the murderer has to be killed. That's killing a life. But this exception from where did it come? Did it come from me? Or it came from the one who told me, this is how I should be living my life. The creator told me, this is how you should live your life. You should be hating killing, but in certain, in certain situations and in certain cases, it has to be done. Even you hate it, right? Example, fighting. People hate fighting, hate to fight. But Allah in Islam, when he says, Allah, when he commanded the Muslims to go and fight, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that will take you to the, to the next point, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, You hate it. You hate fighting. Because what? Because either you hate to kill someone or you value your life. You don't want to die. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues after that and he says, كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الْقِتَالُ وَهُوَ كُرْهٌ لَكُمْ وَعَسَىٰ أَن تَكْرَهُوا شَيْئًا وَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ وَعَسَىٰ أَن تُحِبُّ شَيْئًا وَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ So you may like things, you may like things, but Allah subhanahu and there might, in it, there might be something bad for you. And you might hate something, and it might be something good for you. And Allah knows, and you don't know. So take us to this point, which is the relationship between the manners. Who comes and tells me these manners are good or bad? Lying is bad. But who told me this? It's part of our nature, right? But at the same time, at the same time, my creator came and told me lying is a crime. Being truthful is how you go and build a society. Being truthful is what Allah, the creator, wants from you. This is for someone who believes in, in a creator who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For someone who doesn't believe in a creator, he will be thinking, well, if I'm truthful in this situation and that's bringing benefit for me, then I will do it. Then I will do it. And that's the secular system. In a secular system where there is the separation between life and state, believe in any God you want, but how you live your life, how you conduct your life, how what you do is based on what people decide. What people decide. So people come and decide this is a good manner or a bad manner. People come and decide if this is good or bad. People come and decide it and change it and change it over time. And you know from the history, even if you look at the history of the United States, there are many things changed that were moral and now they're accepted. They're accepted. So the reference point 
is changing because that reference point where the morals are derived from, where what decides what's good and bad is the human mind. And when it's the human mind, it changes. And you know that. In Islam, what decides good and bad, what decides this is a good manner or a bad manner, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the creator. The aqidah that we believe in, and that does not change. A liar is a liar, whether he is from the time of the Prophet sallallahu or before, until the day of judgment, he's a liar. The truthful is a truthful. The one who is honest, he's honest. It doesn't change with the benefit. If he sees material benefit in it, then he will say, I'll be truthful. And if there is no material benefit in it, forget it. I don't have to. All start lying in order to get myself out of trouble. We, the Muslims, will I start lying to get myself out of trouble I might get out of trouble in this dunya, but we believe in the akhirah. We believe in the day of judgment. And we believe in the day of judgment, there is accountability for everything. Because at the end, at the end, a manner is an action that you do. A moral is an action. You say something, you're truthful. So it's act, it's words that are coming out of your mouth that you will be held accountable for it. So it might help you in this dunya, relieve you from a trouble that you are in, but in the hereafter, there is someone who's watching. So that's why it's fixed, because it's coming from the creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he told us about these manners that we have to follow, it's not going to benefit Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's for us. Because the creator wants the society to live in harmony. Wants the society to live in harmony. Want the husband and the wife to live together in harmony. Want the people when they do business to live in harmony. Doesn't want issues and troubles. But at the same time, giving these morals and stating these morals and encouraging these morals, at the same time, Islam also puts punishments for someone who goes and violates this. There is punishment in the hereafter, and there is for certain that is punishment in this dunya. But at the end, it's coming from a creator that I believe that I am his creation, that I went through, I'm convinced, I'm convinced that he's the creator, the one who should be stating what the good morals are or what the bad morals are. And I should follow the good morals and I should avoid the bad morals. So it's coming from the creator. It's not coming from me. It's not coming from you. It's not coming from you. It's coming from the creator himself, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the issue of morality, it's not to debate. Because if someone who doesn't believe in a creator and he has some other point of reference, he will not come and accept your point of view, by the way, your point of view, that the morals should be coming from the creator because he doesn't believe in a creator. In the first point, he doesn't believe in a creator. So how come he will be come and agree with you that morals should be coming from and dictated by a creator? He doesn't believe in that creator. It's like convincing someone that the Quran is the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger, but at the same time, he doesn't believe in a creator. So the issue of morals, when we need to discuss it, when we need to discuss it with non-Muslims, we have to get to the, okay, the point, which is who is the creator? Who decides something is good or bad? Who decides something good or bad? It is the creator. Because look at the history. Things that are bad becoming good, and you know many examples of them. Now, are morals, morals different between people? I am as a Muslim. Are my morals different than a Christian, different than uh, a Jew, different than a Buddhist, different than an atheist, different? Are they different? Is being truthful different between a Muslim and a non-Muslim? A truthful is a truthful, right? Someone who says the truth. Someone, a human who says the truth. A trustworthy is a trustworthy person. 
whether he's Muslim or non-Muslim, he's a trustworthy. If you entrust him in something, he give it back. So is it different? When you look at it from a human action, it's not different. An action, a human action. But when you look at it from the point of why I'm doing it, why he is doing it, why I am doing it, why he is doing it, that's where the issue becomes and becomes different. That's where the basis of where these morals and akhlaq are coming from will make a difference. Because as, as I mentioned in the beginning, someone who is truthful, he will stay truthful even he's been tortured. And he knows that he will be tortured for saying the truth. He will still and say that truth. He will not change. He will not change. Take, for example, yani the seerah of the Prophet If someone read the seerah, at the time when Prophet Muhammad before he got the revelation, he was known in Mecca to be what? Sadiq al Amin, the truthful and the trustworthy. People were dealing with him. He was not a Muslim at that time. He did not get the message of Islam. He did not know that he is the Prophet. But these are the manners that are on Yandor, that were known there. The people of Quraysh themselves, they were courageous. They were honest. They were karimin. Karim means generous. So there are good manners in them. There are bad manners. Burying girls alive. Cheating in a scale. These are bad manners. So there are good manners and there are bad manners in the society in Quraysh. The Prophet wasallam, among them was the one with all the perfect manners. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he talked about the Prophet, he said, Indeed, you have the best manners. That's the Prophet Now the Prophet wasallam, came in the message of Islam. In one hadith, he said, People say Indeed, I have been sent in order to perfect the good manners. So if you think about these words, indeed, I have been sent to perfect the good manners. Was the message of Islam and the message of the Prophet to perfect manners only? The hadith, that's what the hadith says. The hadith says, إِنَّمَا بُعِثْتُ Indeed, إِنَّمَا It's حَصَر uh, Sorry for the one who knows Arabic. Meaning that exclusively, that's what the translation says, exclusively I've been sent to perfect manners. The good manners. Perfect the good manners. Was that the essence of message of Islam? Is just coming and focusing on manners and the good manners and perfecting them? What does perfecting these good manners mean? I want to dig on this hadith because this is one of the common hadith that are used and they're relating it with the message of Islam and relating it with the creator Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and relating it with what's before our life which is the creator Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what's after our life which is the day of accountability is very important. People come and say just rough translation of this, okay, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa came and focused on manners. So in our deen, it's all, all our deen is about manners. What is aqeedah? If it's exclusively about manners, if our deen came exclusively about manners, then how about the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Isn't it that the basic first step that has to be done in the deen of Islam? The belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is above that. It has to be the first thing. So this hadith, when it comes and says, indeed, it doesn't mean that exclusively then what does it mean? Perfecting good manners. People of Quraysh, the Sahaba who believed in the Prophet وسلم, they had good manners. But what does it mean? It means that when you do the action, let me take a step back. For an action that you do, there is a value that you expect from an action, right? You study, there is an exam, you expect to pass. You do business. Unless Hudayfa wants to feel that's a different story. <laughs> you do business in order to earn money, right? That's the value. That's the value of doing a business. You pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
in order to fill, to get a spiritual value. So every action that you do, there is a value associated with that. I do business, I want to earn money. I could lose money. But that's the, that's the value that you're expecting from a business. You pray, you make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you do zakah, there is a value which is strengthening your spiritual connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to tell Bilal radiyallahu anhu to call for salah, arihna biha ya Bilal, calm us down with the salah because of that spiritual connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then how about manners? When you do the manners, when you are truthful all the time, when you don't cheat, when you stand up for the haqq, when you enjoy the good, when you forbid the evil, these are manners that you do. As we said, manners and action. There is a value that you get, which is called a moral value. You get out of that. But in Islam, there is something else added to it. That when you do this action, that you are truthful, because you want to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing else. You're trustworthy because you want to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing else. You don't cheat because you want to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing else. Because you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hates cheating. You know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hates lying. You know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hates seeing munkar bad things happening in front of you and you don't do anything about it. Allah hates that. So you take an action. You do something for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The people of Quraysh were courageous and they were feeding people. They were taking care of the people. But they're doing it for what? Nothing. Was it nothing? Or to say about them, he's courageous. He's generous. Say that he is courageous, that he's generous. A hadith that talks about this, which is when you are doing an action, the goal and objective that you have in your mind, if it's not the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the consequences are going to be bad. The translation of the hadith or the meaning of the hadith, at the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be calling specific people. The half of the Qur'an, the one who memorized the Qur'an, he will be calling him, told him accountable. He will ask him, what did you do? He will say, I memorized the Qur'an. And I taught people the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he says, I did it for you. He did it for the sake of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, no. That's an authentic hadith. If you want the reference, I can get you the reference. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, no. You did it so people can say that you are half of the Quran. You did it for the sake of people. And then he will instruct the malaika to take him and throw him in Jahannam. So that's who? The half of the Quran. The one who memorized the Quran, spend the time memorizing the Quran and teaching people the Quran. But his inside intention was not to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I come and say he is the half of, of the Quran. It's one. Second one is the shaheed. The shaheed is the one who goes and fights for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he gets murdered. Murdered. And he's killed. He's shaheed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask him, come. What did you do? He said, oh Allah, I fought for your sake. And I spent the time fighting for you. Fighting for your deen. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, no. You fought so people can say that you're courageous. Shuja, we did not fight for my sake. So the intention is wrong. Instruct the malaika, take him and put him in Jahannam. The third one is the generous one who spends a lot, spends money, left and right. You go to fundraising, he puts 10,000, 30,000, 50,000. He's spending. Same story. What did you do? I spent my money for your sake of Allah. No, you spent it so people can say you're generous. And people said that you're generous. So you get your reward in the dunya. Take him to Jahannam. Generosity, courage. These are characteristics. These are manners. They were before Islam and they exist in Islam and they are still, still in the people. 
What for whose sake you're doing it? Are you doing it for material benefit? Or you're doing it for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So it's for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should be. And that's where the hadith. If I want you to take away from this talk, this hadith, understand how it's linked to our iman and our deen. <clears throat> our deen is not just about the morals. It's not just only morals. When I'm dealing in business, when I'm selling, I have to be truthful. I have to be truthful. This manner has to reflect itself in every action I do in my life. I don't have to cheat. I have to deal with people in a good way, in a good manner. But I do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Good manners. And say the hadith says, salihul, salihul akhlaq. So it's already a good manner. Salihul akhlaq means a good manner. So perfecting a good manner, it's already a good manner. So what perfecting the good manner is, doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Realizing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is your creator and everything that you do in your life is to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That by itself guarantees consistency because you're always aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're always aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when you are a situation that requires that you say the truth, you will be saying the truth because you know if you don't say the truth, there is accountability. There is accountability. A hadith, just I'm going to go over some of the simple things to show you the linkage between the manners and the hereafter. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in hadith, man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmul akhir fal yukrim dhaifah. The one who believes in Allah and the day of judgment, he should be generous to his guest. Man kana yu'min billahi wal yawmul akhir the one who believes in Allah and the hereafter. I am my life is in the middle. Allah before me and before this universe and the hereafter is after. Allah give me a command. Allah give me a command that whoever believes in Allah and the day in judgment, either he say good or keep silent. Command from Allah that you believe in Allah and you believe in accountability in the day of judgment, then either you say something good and good is a haq, bottle cannot be haq, falsehood cannot be the truth. Or he keeps silent. So when you are in a gathering in a setting, if you have something good, say it. If you don't have something good, Keep silent if you believe in Allah and the Day of Judgment. And the one who believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Day of Judgment should be taking care of his neighbor. Manners. But these manners are linked with it's coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you don't do it, you will be accountable for it. This is the view of Islam when it comes to manners. Manners are linked to our aqidah, are linked that they have to be directed toward the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing. It's not directed for material gains in this dunya. Material gain is in business. You do the business in order to gain. You do trade, you do business in order to get, you know, money, make, make money. Fine. But with that, there are manners that you have to go and show. You could get money by cheating people. But there is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the day of judgment who's going to hold you accountable. The Prophet says, Man ghashana, minna. Look at the, how dangerous it is. This manner, Man ghashana means the one who steals us, the one who cheats. The one who cheats, cheats us. He's not among us. He's not from among us. You see how big is that? The Prophet coming and saying, the one who cheats. When I want to buy a car from you, you tell me, okay, this is the car. Oh, it's good. Everything in it is perfect. It's working good. I take a drive it two days or three days, engine is gone. And you know that problem. You know that the problem in, in the car and you don't tell me about it. That's cheating. The Prophet says he's not from among us. It doesn't mean that he becomes a kafir. No, 
means there is a severe consequences for it. Unknown. It's unknown. So are we willing to gamble in the day of judgment for unknown consequences for cheating? The smart one will not. And the Sahaba were smart. They did not. And the one who is who love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not gamble on these things for the day of judgment, just for a material benefit in this life. With that, I'll stop here and take any questions or comments. Okay. Um, I mean, whenever we talk to the main doctors of God, we always hear that, you know, the that we hear, we hear about, uh, we're also not uh, capital punishment for the United States or polygamy. And we have that kind of say, but we always hear that this is not moral. Why is that being put in the modern society? One is water, one is uh, you know, up to standard. You have to follow the morals, you have to back the only as a Muslim, because you know that this is a Muslim how do you respond to that? Good, good question. The, uh, when we want to discuss with non Muslims the issues of morality, as I mentioned in the talk, we have to go and start from the base. We have to agree on a common, common ground first. And that common ground is who dictates what's good and bad? Who dictates what's good and bad? Is it a human or is it a creator who is not biased? Who's not biased? That should be the discussion. Is it the human who is biased? The human who is impacted by his environment? Because let's take, for example, take it to the people, some people. Here, if you take in the United States, the capital punishment, was it, it was there for just, even in some, in some, even in some states, it's still there, right? That's a capital punishment, it's still there. And this is the developed world or the civilized, I'll tell you, the civilized world. This is the developed world and it's still there. If you go somewhere else, they might have a different punishment for it. So it's people, people come in different areas, they will be coming up with different way of, uh, of, of the, 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 the punishment. Because once you set the mind, once you sit and say, okay, we're humans here, we will come and we decide of when there is a violation, how to go and deal with it. Someone is in Africa, he will deal with it differently. Someone in China will deal with it differently. Someone in Europe will be deal with it different. Someone in the USA will be will deal with it differently. So if we talk about the humans, it will be different from one place to another. That's a place, culture. Also ideas, the ideas. If you have someone who his ideas that, if, you know what? Uh, we should not be, whatever a human does, whatever crime he committed, we should not be, this capital punishment should not be done. That's what they will agree on. Other people might say, no, in order to stop it, in order to stop this crime from happening all the time, anyone who kills someone will kill him. They will, they will come to this conclusion, right? Those people who are looking at themselves that, okay, they're, 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 they're good and they want to deal with issues softly and good. Okay, they will say, okay, we don't want. If, if he does a mistake, then he will be accountable by somewhere. I don't know where is it. But then someone who comes and people come and agree, no, we want to stop it, deter it. So if it happens once, we don't want it to happen again. So if the human mind comes the reference and the deciding points for how to deal with rules and to set the rules, you will have the rules. It will be changing. It will be changing. That's why the discussion with a non-Muslim always has to go back to the aqidah always has to go back to who is is there a creator or not if there is a creator do you acknowledge that a creator do you accept that a creator one step one step two do you know your role in life have you found out your role in life what is it and what's your goal in life have you found out that once you have built that then you have a common ground that now you can go and discuss okay I am the slave of a creator, and that creator sent me commands, and 
he's going to hold me accountable for these commands at a day of judgment. You build that common ground. You build that aqidah. If he disagrees with you on the aqidah, there will be all of these discussions and disagreements all the time. That's why the issue of morality, if you go and read in the research, if you go on debates and all of that, it's continue. it continues to be de- debated because of the difference, of the difference between the bases. Someone is coming, saying, Muslims come and say, okay, Allah he created us. Allah dictates how we live our life and how to conduct ourselves in this dunya. And there is accountability for the hereafter. An atheist comes and says, but oh, there is no creator. I will set my own rules. And I, this is, you know, what's cutting hand and, you know, and uh, doing all of that. That's, uh, that's barbaric. That's barbaric. Okay, go back 500 years ago. That was not barbaric. Go back to the dark, 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 uh, dark ages in, in, in Europe and all of that. That was normal. That was normal. So it depends on if you don't have that base, you will always have a difference. And this issue will continue, will continue to be debated and discussed because you will have people who have different bases, Muslims, non-Muslims. They will have different bases. And that will continue to happen and will continue to be discussed. And that should not put doubt in my mind as a Muslim. It should not put a doubt in my mind as a Muslim that these ahkam in Islam, they're not correct and they're not right. These ahkam from Islam, they're coming from the creator who created you and created me and who told us pray and at the same time told us this is the punishment for a crime. It's the same. It came through Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We pray because Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, send him through wahi that we have to pray. We pray. We say this is good because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said so. We say it's bad because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said so. Homosexuality was what? Just go back 60 years ago, even less. It was nothing, right? Was it something that accepted? People change their mind and it's now it's accepted. Go back in the history to the sisters or women dress. Hundred years ago, you don't see what you see in the streets. Even in the Western culture, you don't see it. It's nowadays norm. Were they wrong hundred years ago? And now they're right? Standards have changed. That's why the mind is not the right, does not have the right to go and come and say, this is good and this is bad. Because the mind and the person is impacted by the way he thinks, impacted by the environment, and impacted by the group around him, the group, the people that he deals with. I hope that answers the, uh, the question. Yes. Yes. How do you go back to the initial fitrah? Yeah. Yes. So the fitrah, it's something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala installed in the humans. And that's where the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Every, every human is created with the fitrah, and then his parents will make him a Christian or Jews or Jew or uh, the Jews. I forget the name, sorry, in English. I don't know. Somewhere here. But that they change. So they, there is a change, which meaning that how do I, the, what, what the fitrah, the fitrah at the end, what it is? It's what you do and how you act. Ideas in your mind. Because then, how do, how do a human behave? This behavior comes from, first of all, we're talking about a sane person. He has mind. The faculty works. And then there is information he gets. There is information that gets stored in his mind. And he uses his mind to go and do an action. So this information that's in his mind, if this information is changed, then he will be acting differently. So if someone in his mind 
And we can talk about how to go and change this process in mind, in mind, this information in mind. If someone in his mind now, you know, killing is good. So he doesn't, he will not be caring about anything. But if this information changes, then whenever he sees, he sees killing, he sees killing, this picture goes into his mind and then he starts his mind uh, for the ones who are computer science, database looks up information and then finds out, okay, killing is a pointer to, this is not good. Okay, how do I change that information? That's something that is to be done with knowledge, with knowledge. And to protect the knowledge and save it, the environment that's around you is very important. That's why the Prophet says in a hadith, tell me who's your friend, I will tell you who you are. Al-Maru, the person is under religion, and religion here means the way of life, the way of life of his friend, because the impacts that a friend has. At my, you might be the very good person who has all of these good manners and good everything. But if you surround yourself with not the right people, ideas will be coming in. The impact will, will happen. And that's, where, that's why the, the human were called, we're social being, social, because we're impacted by the social environment. So that environment itself is very important that we get these reminders. This is bad because Allah said so it's bad. This is good and it's encouraged because Allah said so and he will reward us with something called Al-Jannah. Al-Jannah, that's the reward for it. And going away from it, there is nar, which I don't want to be, I don't want to get there. So all of these continuous reminders that following these morals and doing these morals and acting and having my behavior, this is how I act, pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who will give me Jannah for it, who will give me Jannah. That's why environment is very important. Seeking knowledge, because this is how I change my information. I'll change the information that I have by discussion and discussing with, with the goal to learn. Because if discussing for the goal of arguing, it's not going to get anywhere. It doesn't change. It's like the people in, in Quraysh, the leaders of Quraysh. They were arguing with Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam deep inside Deep inside, they knew that his message is correct. Deep inside, they were listening, they were going to the house of the Prophet ﷺ at night and listening to the Quran. And those who are there, those who are the leaders of Quraysh, they knew that he has the right thing, but they did not accept it. They did not want to change what's inside because they look at it, look at it differently. We will not accept him as a person who's going to lead us. So if we get into a discussion, and I am discussing not for a purpose of learning, that's dangerous. So learning, having the companionship of people who will encourage you with these gifts and with these good manners and good reminders and encourage that, that's the way to go and, and change. Inshallah. There's a question in chat. Uh, says, my question is, what drives change in morals that like in whose interests are changing? In whose interests? In, the, in a secondary? In, in a secular world. In a secular world. Okay. In a secular world. So the secular world is where you have, there is a separation between life and the church. So religion has nothing to do with our life. You go and pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You go and pay your zakah. You go and worship your God. But when it comes into this dunya, how you live your life, how you dress, how you do business, how you act, how you play, how all of that, it's up to us. We will go and decide. It's up to us, the humans. We will go and decide what's, what to do and what not to do. So that's in a secular world. Things are decided based on the mind of people. And the mind of people here, it's not me and you here. We, we, here we come and agree that, okay, this thing is good. And we sign a paper, this thing is good. And then we just go and enforce it on the people. This is, how, this is not how it's done. And if you look at the history of, let me take the example of the LGBTQ. 20 years ago, this wasn't, this wasn't. But through the mechanism, which is in a secular system where you go and campaign, campaign, campaign for it, campaign for it, start pushing this into the government agenda because the government at the end, they will be are the ones who are stating rules. 
the ones who are saying, okay, this is good or bad. They are the ones who punish for someone who violates this, right? They are the ones. So it is the governments that comes and say this is good or bad. Now to change something that's bad in the society to a good, you have to go and campaign for it in the government. If you're lucky and you have enough votes and you have enough people agreeing with you that this is this bad has to be changed to a good, that's how you do it. But at the end, 10 years later, other people might come and say, no, this should not be good. We have to reverse it. They will campaign against it and they will reverse it. So it's dynamically changing because man is the one who's setting it, whether it's good or bad. So it's not static. It's not fixed when it comes from the creator. So what you're saying is that it's changing based off of the ways of the the people. Uh, yes, sir. Let's look at our reality as Muslims uh, who are living in a majority non-Muslim society. What's my role? Because my role in this society will dictate and will answer your question. I am a Muslim. Wherever I go, whether I'm a Muslim in a Muslim land or a non-Muslim land, I have a responsibility of carrying this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If that's a surprise for someone, go back and read the speech of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the last ceremony of Hajj. When the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that he asked the Sahaba, he asked the people in the Hajj, whether he has conveyed the message of Islam, they said, yes. Did I convey the message of Islam? Yes. Did I convey the message of Islam? They said, yes. Then he raised his hand and he said, oh Allah, be my witness. So the Prophet Sallallahu conveyed the message of Islam. And then he said, الحاضر الغاب. The one who is present and listening to me should convey this message to the one who is absent. This is a command from the Prophet Sallallahu to the Muslims who were with him in the Hajj, in the pilgrimage, to go and convey this message of Islam to, one who, to the one who was absent. Absent, it doesn't mean that he's physically not there. We were absent. We were not there. We were not there. So it's a command for us to go from the Prophet وسلم, which is from the Wahi, which is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that we have to go and convey this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's my role as a Muslim. Wherever I go, I have a message. I have a message that I need to convey to the people. And that message is, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ We have sent you as a the mercy to mankind. And this mercy is not in the, in the body of the Prophet If that mercy was just the physical body of the Prophet that mercy was dead 1400 years ago. Because the Prophet died 1430 some years ago. That mercy is in the Quran and the Sunnah. That mercy is in the way of life that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave it to the Prophet so my task and your task, when, when we live anywhere, is to carry this message of deen, deliver it to the people. If they accept it, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen. If they don't accept it, it's up to them. There is no, I will not force them. But I will present it as it is Islam. I will present it as it's Islam that's coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I will not present it as this is Islam that's coming from Ashraf. It's not Islam that's coming from Ashraf. It's Islam that's coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when I come and say that being truthful is something that's good because Islam said so. It's not because me, anyone, everyone here comes and says so. Because Islam said so. So when I want to go and participate in something like that, campaigning for something that's good, I have to present it as this is Islam and this is part of Islam and it will not continue because Islam, when it talks about the rules of Islam, persistent, 
These rules has to be, they have to be persistent. Persistent meaning it doesn't change when a government change, changes. It doesn't change when it's switching between Democrats and Republicans, or in the future comes a third party. It doesn't change. So it has to be fixed. What's the guarantee it's gonna be? It's gonna be persistent. When I campaign for it, you campaign for it, the Muslims campaign with a bigger group, then the Muslim voice will be a noise. The Muslim voice in it is a noise and it's not persistent. And this is not the way that Islam wants us to do things. Islam wants us to change by changing what's in our hearts, what's in our mind, and the way that we think about our life. We have, and that's why Islam is called way of life. It's not just called the word religion, by the way, when you translate, Islam, the ayah says, Islam. It is translated religion in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Islam. No, a deen here means the way of life. You go and read the tafsir of the surah from the, from the fuqaha. The way of life. What's a way of life? How you pray. How you conduct yourself. How do you live? How do you govern? How do you run business? How do you economy? How do you go and live with your with, with the family? How do you build a family? And all of that. This is the way of life. So anything when I want to call and be in Islam, I want it to be according to Islam, it has to be encompassed with this, completely with this. I cannot just take part, say, okay, I'm a Muslim, this is good in Islam, so let me go and work with a bigger group who do not believe in Islam, and then say, okay, I am part of that. Next year, four years later, 10 years later, another bigger group comes with an opposite idea and with a draw it. It's gone. Where is the persistent? And that's where the effort, as a Muslim, my effort is wasted because I'm doing it. Am I doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If it's done for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it has to be done under the banner of Islam. Under the banner of Islam. If it's not done under the banner of Islam, then there is, a, there is an issue there. And the issue is, I will be losing because it's not persistent. There is nothing in the law is going to protect, to protect it. So it will be persistent all the time and will be there all the time. Nothing. Because the law changes according to what the people want. So if you start putting morals, whether it's right or wrong, based on what the people want and then voting and getting, getting into a, getting people together and then let's go and campaign for this so this will be good, you will find other people later who will be coming and campaigning and saying this is bad and it will become bad. I hope this answers your question. If you have any questions you want to discuss on the side. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.